Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What, did we take a phone call today? Yeah, we took one whole phone call today. Not while I've been on the show. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier. We took a phone call. We taking any phone calls this afternoon? I mean, this this morning afternoon. Gee, what is wrong with me? Well, you've been up long enough it that feels it just feels like, like the afternoon. afternoon already, right? It does. I watch this. 88 say ESPN. So okay, so Roger Goodell says he wants uh, Deshaun gone for the year. Key says Jacoby Brissett. You got him. You're good. I say Brissett and Garoppolo were on the same team. There's a reason Garoppolo was QB two, going to take the reins from Brady, and Brissett was QB three. I'd go get Garoppolo. Key would not. What would you do? Eight 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 say ESPN. Meantime, want to go seven or t- seven and ten or ten and seven? I'll go ten the, and seven with Jimmy G in the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers had this to say about not playing in the preseason. I don't see any benefit to it. I definitely don't see any benefit to playing one series. You know, if we're going to play, we should play and yeah, play. Quarter, a couple series, two or three series. If we're going to just suiting up for four plays, to me, is a waste. So, and I'm not saying this to send a message to Matt. I've already told Matt the same thing. So we'll see what happens when we when we get there. I think it's kind of a no-win situation to the outside the building. I mean, if somebody gets hurt, oh, I can't believe they played our guys. <laughs> but if we go out and have a stinker, I can't believe they didn't play up right. So. I think you just, just got to do what's best for, for the squad. All right, so you agree with Aaron Rodgers about the preseason? I know as a fan, Key, the only thing I'm ever hoping is please get to the regular season intact without major hey. injuries. You, you think Rodgers is right? Man, Aaron Rodgers is 100% right. But for, for guys like Aaron Rodgers and, and starters and guys that they don't have anything to prove, they don't have to try to make the team, there's no need. There's no point in playing. There's just zero point in playing. Like z, like literally zero point in playing. Let alone dressing up for three snaps. Like you know what it takes to get dressed. You know what it takes to get on the bus, get on the plane, get off the plane in the bus to the hotel, sit in the meetings, go to the stadium. Get your ankles taped, get your wrist taped, put on all the equipment, warm up, do all of that for three plays, and guess what? We're going to run the ball three times anyway. Right. Waste of his time. It's a waste of damn time. What about the argument that, like, what about what I said? Preseason games scare the hell out of me because I don't want my guys getting injured. Well, it's not even the preseason that I worry about in terms of injuries because you really don't see guys get hurt in the preseason games. Mm -hmm. What you see guys get hurt is in training camp, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. God, he's carted off. He blew his Achilles. That wasn't the preseason game. That was training camp. And that's because in preseason games, everybody's going the same speed. In training camp, you got a Max Kellerman fresh out of Columbia – Hair wild, hanging out the back of the helmet, undrafted free agent, got a $2,000 signing bonus, starving to death up against Jay Will at receiver. Jay Will just signed a seven-year, 
$300 million deal. And Max Kellerman is trying to get in his stuff going 175 miles an hour while Jay is on cruise control because he just got paid. He's chilling. Get away from And that's when guys get hurt. That's interesting. It is. That's right. The main thing is I want them to get out of the preseason healthy, period. Not just like, oh, it's a preseason game, but the preseason. And that makes a lot of sense. The guys on the bubble are going at a different speed than the made guys. I used to hate going up to the dude, you know, because you get like in one-on-one lines, one-on-one periods, whatever it is, you get the guy who the rookie, the second-year, third-year guy came over free agency for the veteran minimum. You get him trying to cover you and going up against you in one-on-ones. I used to hate that. I used to tell my dudes, like the starters, I'm like, come on, Terrence Newman, man, let's get this dude out of here. Me and you, we need to go one-on-one because I'm not messing around with some cat trying to do extra charlie hustle i'm good so can that's when you're working on certain things what are what are the positives to playing a couple of snaps in a preseason game like you've been around coaches like i I preseason basketball i played quarters we never played three or four possessions and then not play the rest of the game we just wouldn't play well when i obviously with parcells we always played in the preseason you 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 suited up, you played. If it was the first game of preseason, we probably went the first quarter. Second game of preseason, we went to the half. Third game of preseason, we went into the second half. And even one time, I played the entire game in preseason. I wasn't very happy with it, but he was, you know, trying to get you in shape and do all that other stuff. And if you got hurt, he didn't, I mean, it was what it was. I didn't think it was necessary, but that was his philosophy. That was his beliefs. That was his style where, to me, you don't really – I mean, you get something out of it, but it's not necessary. That's why you saw the Rams three years ago, no starter played in preseason. They went to the Super Bowl. It's interesting because usually you and Parcells are pretty much in line with no, the we way ain't you in think line about with the that game. mess. But not with <laughs> now. But he's doing it. You would think not because like it's Jay. It's a good question. He's doing it not because he doesn't think there's no benefit, right? He's got to be doing it because he thinks there is a benefit. No, he wanted to. He wanted to see my stamina throughout the course of the game in a preseason. So that was his way of seeing whether or not one was in shape. Could he go fifty, fifty-five, sixty plays in the preseason? That, that's how he would judge certain things. Now, me, on the other hand, I think it was utterly ridiculous, as I told him. I said, this doesn't make any sense. You got me out here with a guy I don't even know his damn name. What would he tell you? You got me. What would Parcells he, tell you? Oh, oh, you just shut up and you just do what you're talking You know, it'd be <laughs> yeah, right. you, you be quiet and this is good for you. And I saw you with your hands on your knees. Yeah, because I'm tired. That's why. You just work me like a doggone a, a, a dog here in training camp, and now you working me like a dog in this preseason game. So of course I'm tired. I know I, I had coaches in basketball. I might have said some say, other depending words upon, too, depending upon where you were age wise. Like if you were a vet that's been in the league for ten years, okay, I got it. But if you're a vet that's been in the league for five, six years, you're going through training camp, you're going through preseasons, you know, playing a quarter in a game of basketball. It's more so about getting your body fine-tuned and getting ready to go into the grueling schedule of the game. Yeah, what about that, Keith? The problem, like, But, see, the problem, the problem with the coaches that I had, other than T.D., T.D. wasn't – T.D. was different. 
John Fox and and, and Gruden and, and Parcells, they 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 just Old I don't school, know they man. they were foot they thought ah Old football school. coach whistle in the mouth you know and playing special teams in training camp like I'm not playing special teams during the season why why am I the gunner on punt why well, am I the gunner well key not I, that, I shouldn't not that even anyone, be out here not that anyone does it perfectly and even the best are are imperfect and will make mistakes. But I wonder how much, like the Vince Lombardi quote, fatigue makes cowards of all men, right? How much of that is, Parcells, you saying trying to find out if you're in shape and otherwise trying to get you in shape to get that edge once the season starts? It was both, and it worked perfectly. Yeah. There's no arguments what he did. It worked mm-hmm. because of fatigue, the lack of concentration. Uh, when you fatigue, you lose concentration. Because you're not paying attention, you're yeah, thinking gotta, about something else. You're thinking about getting the hell out of there. Yeah, That's what right, you're yeah. thinking about. So that doesn't show it did. Preseason games, though, it did work. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. But do I think it was necessary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are other ways got to get that done. It. Yeah, yeah, we can get. We you don't even understand, Max. Max, I was on <laughs> special damn teams in training camp. Well, I was what, never going to play teams. Well, that's right, of course. Never. Said, you play a quarter, okay, I get it. But if you're playing a couple of series, that doesn't do anything. I think also a lot of that might be a holdover from decades and decades ago. Dudes had jobs during the offseason, and you had to get them into shape in camp. I think guys are probably in better shape year-round than they were years ago. Oh, probably, absolutely. Probably. I mean, these, yeah, kids are training, these kids are training 24-7. Right. You have yeah. specialist training from the time – by the time I was 13 years old, all we did was play AU basketball, train with your trainer in the gym all year long. There were no, hey, we're going to take three or four months off just to relax. It's always but coaches' mentalities, Max, are mm-hmm. different. Like coaches, even though you come in the top tip shape, I can run circles around you. I can do all sorts of things. Coaches don't care because it's what they think. Like – what makes you? What makes a coach say, "Well, you should weigh this amount"? It's like, well, no, man, I'm comfortable here. Oh no, I think you should weigh that. Who the hell told them what you should weigh? That's just what they think you should do. So they designate you a certain weight that you should be at. And they have Which a is, lot on their plate. Like they're dealing with fifty plus different people. There's no way for them to come to the perfect conclusion each time. Although, key, you have told me, and others who have told me about Parcells in particular said he had a great, like an uncanny ability to size people up very quickly and make pretty accurate uh, determinations about them quickly. So I suppose among great coaches, that's probably something that they have in common, that, they're, that they have that ability to size people up quickly because they're dealing with so many different people, right? Yeah, but it's only a handful of the bills of the world, though, right? I mean, right. it's only that's every coach ain't going to have the, 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 the foresight and the fortitude to really understand what that player is all about and who that player is and how to get the most out of that particular player. One of the things that with me in training camp and putting me on offense and some little bit of defense and all of the special teams is to work me from a competitive standpoint because he knew I wasn't going to tire out. So if I can do all of this in preseason and in training camp, when it gets easier during the regular season – I'm going to be much better than the other team's players. That was his thought process in dealing with me, which I was fine with. It didn't really – it didn't bother me except, again, I didn't need to do that. Yeah, blank, and Aaron Rodgers certainly doesn't need to do that either. Well, at this but point. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to do that. But how about that young receiving core? 
Well, so, he yeah, should do it. They, yeah, that's yeah, good. But, they should do it. Yeah, well, that's, well, well, it's not just about they should do it, though, Key. I think you're looking at it wrong. And I understand that you're going to get your reps in practice and things of that sort. But considering everything that happened this offseason with everything being up in the air with Aaron Rodgers, then him signing that monster-like deal, doesn't it – like as, as much reps as you can get as possible with a young receiving core in, in, in any scenario on the field with fans, that would only behoove you – as you talk about your offense needing to make progress in the right direction, it would be we're doing that. In, we're doing that in practice anyway. We're not gonna get. No I understand, but that's something either. like where can you put your ego aside of why am I in these preseason games? They're meaningless. Instead of understanding, hey, just look for my young receiving core at this time right now. I'm willing to do anything. No, because I'm to not willing to get, to get hurt reps. for my. No, because I'm not willing to get hurt for my young receiving core. No, I'm absolutely not. I'll see them week one. It is, but if like, it's only for a series, a couple of series key, what's the big deal? He's already what am doing I getting, it anyway. What, what am I doing? I'm getting dressed for a series. How much I'm is going that going to help? Three plays and out or two. for yeah. what? Like I, th- I see any, any reps you can. Get I see the I'm argument. Doing. You're like the spirit of the th- Jay. You're saying, look, the spirit of the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. The spirit of the thing is do whatever you can to help the team. On the other, on the flip side, is if they're diminishing returns. In other words, if I have to do a hundred percent more to get an extra half percent, it's not worth it, especially for a quarterback who's a hundred years old, right? Like I understand especially that. for nobody that doesn't have to do it. it it's just not about I, Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I don't want my center out there for three plays. I don't want my guard out there. I don't want my tackle. I don't want my running back out there. They've already made the team. I mean, There's no me, point. I mean, to me, uh, the whole preseason, like, just as a fan, I'm just telling you, as a Giants fan, all I ever oh, I care about yeah. every preseason is please get out of this healthy. That's it. I, I, I agree with you. But, by the way, you can get, pract- you can get hurt in practice. Yeah, as I'd Key rather, was just saying. More, more I'd, rather get, I'd rather, get I'd rather take practice. my chances with my guys in practice. I'm, I'm, I'm not up here advocating to play, you know, <laughs> Yes, you are. Of preseason. You no, want I, them to no, add no, 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 preseason. No, 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 no. I know what no, you, no, no, want. No, no. you want. I'm trying to tell people the importance sometimes of when you have young people around you who don't have any experience, that any experience you can get with them, it goes a long way. Here's the question. We'll What's Tom Brady do? Hmm? What does Tom Brady do? That's he the plays. question. Right. He plays. So, like, Why? It, Why does Tom Brady play? Because that's what he feels he is. But I, I'm curious why Keyshawn wouldn't play, but Tom Brady plays. He's won seven Super Keyshawn ain't going to do a whole lot of things Tom Brady going to do, and Tom Brady's showing the hell right, he's so going to do So, obviously, there's an alternative ways of thinking when it comes to that if you have the greatest quarterback of all time who's playing in preseason games. That's on right? him. That I understand that's on him. For but it doesn't mean that – I understand. But it doesn't mean that your way works for everybody Yeah, I mean, either. like, if, if Aaron Rodgers would get even a very marginal advantage by doing it, or the team would, and Tom Brady does it, what I would say is there's no reason Brady should be better than Rodgers, but he is, right? He's had a better career. And he's been in better situations. I, well, I would than say I, I hear Stop. you. Rodgers had a good situation I hear you, last but, year. But Rodgers and Brady were in the same conference year one. Brady beats him, wins the yeah, Super but, Bowl. But, year but two, Rodgers gets stopped in his first playoff game. Season, he took a few snaps and Rodgers didn't, and all of a sudden Rodgers is less than I'm him. Not, because no, he that's took not a what I'm saying. Snaps? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if I'm Rodgers and I'm looking at my own talent versus Brady's, but seeing at the difference in the results, even when he didn't have 
uh, Belichick anymore, right? I would think what kind of marginal advantage is Brady getting that maybe I'm not getting? Maybe that's think, one of the ways. I don't think playing in a damn preseason game is giving Brady no uh, advantage over Aaron Rodgers not playing in a preseason game. Sorry, I just don't. Might, I'm not going. That I may be the that, that, listen. That's that, that, the case. I'm just curious to Brady's reasoning behind playing right. in preseason. In other words, there's a reason to do because it, or he he's wouldn't probably be doing already. It. Trained because that's what Parcells and Belichick, they play everybody. They play everybody in the preseason. No matter who you are, you're playing in the preseason unless you're hurt. Let me ask you something. If if Rodgers had played for Parcells or Belichick his whole career, would he have had a better career? I don't know that. Because ain't nothing wrong with his career as far as I'm concerned. No, there's nothing wrong yeah, with it, of course, I, but I it mean, could be a lot more right. Would take, okay, better yet, here's the question you should have asked, Max. Mm-hmm. If... Rodgers would have played for Belichick or Parcells, would he have more Super Bowls? I think so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He probably would have more Super Bowls, but doesn't mean that he has a better career. Right, right. No, but that's what I mean. I mean Super Bowls. I really mean Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, say that then so I can answer correctly. Except for for, to me, your philosophy (laughs) says that that's what you mean by a better career. You measure people. By how much they win. How many times have we been sitting here and being like, yeah, you could put up all the numbers, but if you don't win Super Bowls, like, you know, that's how you, that's the ultimate measure as a yeah, team for, player. For, guy, for guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you measure the Super Bowls along with the individual success. Right. You can't just measure the individual well, that, success, but as far as his career goes. Okay, so let's keep it he's to. He's had a hell of a career. He's had a hell of a career, oh, but I think career. we would agree that had he won more Super Bowls, we'd think even more of his career. And, Absolutely. And the dudes Absolutely. that you're talking about. That's what about, anybody. Yeah. And the dudes that you're talking about, maybe it's just coincidence, right? Maybe it's not what leads to their success, but the dudes that you're talking about, Parcells and Belichick, do it the way Brady has been taught to do it. And and that really has resulted in the in the most team success. But then but then there's been other people that have done it the same way that they've done it and didn't and didn't it or people success. who've done it another way. Like how does or, how did or Walsh people do who've it? Done it another yeah exactly. How and did had Bill Walsh do it? Success. Did Bill had Walsh do it that success. way? How did Bill I Walsh don't, do it? I didn't coach for. I mean, I didn't right. play for Coach Walsh, so I don't really because it's a know very different system. But he has success in doing it. It's all sorts of different ways. The skin a cat. Yeah. There's no question about it. But I think Aaron Rodgers' positioning is playing in the first preseason game and dressing up and putting on tape and going out there for three snaps and then walking back to the sideline, wearing the equipment, it's it's unnecessary. Mm. If I'm going to play, play me the entire preseason game, or don't play me at all. It That's does, what he was saying. I think the question that a lot of people have listening to this would be, how much of that? is really what you're saying for Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, come on, man, it's not worth it. And how much of it is just human nature where we look to take the, the easier way if the benefits are not obvious, right? Or if the benefits are marginal. Who's willing to go the extra mile even if it only gives you an extra inch of benefit? But those inches add up over the years, right? Versus, eh, it's really just not worth it. You know, like, let's, let's come to our senses. Aaron Rodgers makes a lot of sense when he talks to me like when he says that to me, Key, when you just said what you said, it makes a lot of sense to me. And on the other hand, Jay, what you're saying also rings true. You know, even if the benefits are marginal or hard to see, there's a reason that guys that Key played for, like Parcells, did it that way, and they did have a lot of success. Me, frankly, and I've heard NBA bets say this, like legit bets, like Jason Kidd. Say, look, for me, it's my 13th preseason. 
doesn't mean anything for me. For you listening to me calling plays and setting you up in that moment for you at your early stage of your career, it benefits you. So I, I think there's a give and take on both sides. That's just me. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I couldn't hear you whispering, Key. I would love to know what he said. Yeah, What'd you say? I could hear you whispering. <laughs> I would love to know I could see your face. I was I saying, I'm not doing it, period. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Get You're not your doing ass it. You wrote a book saying, give me the study. damn ball. I, I'm, not, I'm not looking at you to be that guy for my team. I get it. I might look for other people to be the guy for my team. Kid, I'm going to. You don't have to mock Jason Kidd because he was different than you. Just you don't have to mock Jason Kidd. Don't do that. I'm not taking any risk if I don't need to. Mm. Period. Is Mac Jones struggling early in camp cause for alarm? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Guys, Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter, of course. You know Mike Reese. Rain, snow, or shine. That dude is in front. Of Gillette. <laughs> he goes out and gives us the on-the-scene report. Well, here he was on Get Up yesterday. There was enough concern yesterday that David Andrews, one of the team's captains, gathered the entire offense after a very tough practice and had an extended chat with them. Things are not trending in the right direction. Only 10 practices, though. They still have time to work it out. And we are joined now by a man who, in the one season Tom Brady missed with injury... They won they had 11 wins, and Matt, I think you had 10 of them, didn't you? Matt yeah, I dominated that season, let's be honest, guys. Let's I mean, let's honest. not sugarcoat it at all. <laughs> yeah, I did have 10. We, I actually had probably 11, but they gave the, the credit to Brady, of course, because the, the game, he, he started that first game when he got injured, but I right. played the three quarters, so, that's you know, right. that, that's how wins. it goes. 11 wins that year. 11 wins, hey, hey, shabby. 11 wins, 11 wins. That's right. The former Patriots quarterback and NBC Sports Boston analyst. You just heard him. Matt Castle is with us now. So what do you make of the reports of the Pats offense struggling in training camp? Yeah, You know what? I don't always overreact, especially when it gets to training camp early on. And, yes, there are, is a level of concern because there's some moving parts here, right, with Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, who's calling plays, how's it all going to work out. And at the end of the day, though, a lot of times I feel like the defense can be ahead of the offensive unit when you get – into these situations, particularly early in camp. But, I mean, 
it's not. It's really going to be one of those things that they're going to have to figure it out. And it's good that they're taking their lumps now because it'll put pressure on everybody, hold everybody accountable uh, to a more accountable standard. And then at the end of the day, they just got to work. And we'll really figure out more about this team when we get into some of these games and see see how this offense is operating. Matt, this is the second time in, in Belichick's New England Patriot coaching career that Josh McDaniels has departed for a head coaching job and kind of left the offensive coordinating spot vacant to the point that Bill Belichick had to be a part of it and run it by committee. I think the first time it happened was in the 08 and 09, and they Patriots won 10 or 11 games. Do you see the same sort of thing happening here? You know, it's interesting because Bill O'Brien was there with me when uh, before he took over as the offensive coordinator. Now, again, it's always a collaborative effort there. It's one of those situations where the offensive line really handles protection scheme. Offensive line coach, excuse me, handles protection schemes, run game. The wide receiver coach, QB coach, they handle more of the passing game coordination. Running backs coach, those guys deal with, okay, how we're going to attack protection. So it's always been that, that way even when I was there. But at the same time, the, the different part about this year is that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge have never called plays or never really been on that. They've been on the offensive side of the ball probably, but they, they haven't done it to this extent, right? Matt Patricia's been a defensive-minded defensive coordinator in the league, and I think that's the interesting part for me because the adjustment for, for an offensive coordinator and how you get into a rhythm, how you call a game, is much different than it is from a defensive standpoint, I feel like defensive coordinators are more reactionary. They see a personnel group. They've got their calls. They do that. Whereas an offensive coordinator, you've got your call on first and 10, but all of a sudden it, it's, you, you get sacked and now it's second and 15. Now you're changing your play call, right? And then it's, or it could be second and 10. So there's all so many different dynamic um, just responsibilities when it comes to calling plays. Matt, do me a favor and dig into this topic a little bit for me. When a quarterback makes a transition for the ignorant minds out here like myself um, from one OC to another, what are the what are the biggest challenges that come along with that? Well, I think if you have the same verbiage that the, and you're staying within the same system, it makes it a lot easier in terms of transition. But it's also personality fit, right? You've got to understand that 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 offensive coordinator what he likes to call how he likes to call a game because everybody's uniquely different in how they call a game how they approach how they see the game how they teach the game and so you really it's it takes time to build a relationship build an understanding and also for a young guy like mac i think the big thing that he has to now overcome because i think he had a comfort level uh, as the year went on with josh mcdaniels he's got to be able to have that same comfort level where he can go in especially in year two and be like hey coach I don't like this play. You know, I don't I don't have a feel for it. I'm not seeing it correct. Take it out. I'd rather run this. So he's got to have a voice inside that building, particularly with Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, or whoever's putting together the main um, call sheet and be able to go in there and say, hey, look, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm not, because that's really where the success, I believe, of a young player starts to develop with a coordinator is when you have that open communication. And you see, Jake, when I speak of Josh Allen, what Matt just talked about, Mm -hmm. this is what I said about Josh Allen not having Brian Dable, that voice, that understanding, play call. Here we go. It's third and five. I know what's coming. I can anticipate third and seven. I can anticipate fourth and one, what we might do. With Ken Dorsey, he has no idea. 
because Ken Dorsey hasn't done it before. So they've got to kind of take some time to get on the same page in the regular season before that actually takes place. Um, yeah, I feel you, mm-hmm. that trust isn't there yet. It needs to be built over time. Yeah, he has no, he has no idea. Like, and so it right. puts more of an onus is on Josh to do more, mm. something he hasn't done. That's why I'm not, like, jumping for joy about the Buffalo Bills as of yet, just yet, like everybody else. Um, Matt, did you like preseason? Did you like, did you like suiting up, knowing that you were only going to take a handful of snaps potentially? You know what? Early on, I used to love preseason early on in my career, right? Because that was my opportunity to go prove myself, earn a spot on the team, do that. Because when I came in, let's be honest, I was a seventh-round draft pick. I was a backup, and I was trying to earn my keep. And so that was my opportunity to go out, get better. But the other part about that is I did like it as I got older, even knowing that I was going in and going to take, you know, and I became the starting quarterback where I was going to take a series here. And the second game, you probably play a quarter. But it was something that, I thought just prepared you, your mindset, and got you ready to go for season. And I like going in, and I, it's all about the competition, right? I love competing, and I know that there was guys that hated it, right? But at the end of the day, for me, I always thought it was just part of the process of getting myself prepared to start the season. That is uh, Matt Castle, ladies and gentlemen, Foreman, Foreman, former Jeez. quarterback and NBC Sports Boston analyst. Hey, real quick. Matt, because we were we've been on the topic. Aaron Rodgers, we were on the preseason topic because Aaron Rodgers is questioning the uh, you know efficacy of preseason, the wisdom of playing someone like him in the preseason, and and you know so obviously the comparison is well, how does the goat do it, right? How does Tom Brady do it, who's had a greater career than Aaron Rodgers in spite of the fact that he has less talent? What was Brady like heading into a preseason game? You know, Brady was exactly the same that he was when we were going into a regular season game. That was the, always the fascinating part about Tom Brady is he never let on, he never bitched and complained, excuse my language, about um, just having to play in these preseason games because Bill, Bill played everybody and everybody understood, look, you're going to get a little bit of time here. And This is when we had four preseason games. The only game that he didn't play in, Tom, was the fourth preseason game, but he treated it the same way, and his approach was the same way. Like You couldn't tell the difference from a preseason game to a regular season game with how he approached it and his, his way in which he led and his pregame routine and all that stuff that went along with it. He was ready to go. And that was really amazing to see because as I got older and was around a lot of other quarterbacks in this league, not everybody treats it that way. They're just like, let me just get through this real quick, and I'm going to move on. That's Matt Castle, ladies and gentlemen. See that? That's how Tom Brady does it. Tom Brady does it the, the, the Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells way. But Keyshawn Johnson, for some reason, <laughs> does not like it. I did, hey, I did the same way. way but the only, was difference, your, yeah. the only difference is I was the guy beeping and complaining, yeah, even right. though I was still doing it. <laughs> but you I were was going to say, I guarantee <laughs> Keyshawn had no fun in those preseason games. He's like, give me my sunflower seeds and let me take off my pad. Still doing it. <laughs> we couldn't take off the – Bill wouldn't let us take off the pads. There's no – oh, my God. I remember oh, – point. We, oh, my God. I remember we took off – I took off the pads one time. He almost had a – I thought that I was getting ready to kill him, man. I thought I was getting ready to give him a heart attack. He, it was the worst thing you he ever think, seen. By the way, the experience was so bad for Key. You would think with age, a Super Bowl win, the whole thing, he'd look back and go, you know what, I hated it at the time. 
But now I can see he's still complaining about it. It was so bad. He, oh, he's still it's hot. over and he's still hot about it. Because it was ridiculous. <laughs> and I always tell Bill, playing for you was like playing in dog years. <laughs> That's oh, right. that is so good. Yeah, it's so right. hot. All right, Matt Castle, thank you for joining us this morning. Absolutely. You guys have a great one. You too. All right, buddy. You too. So why Key struggles, not only with the memories of those hot practices, but with a new app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. So, Key, I, I, like, what's so funny to me is usually you and Parcells are lockstep. Like, what, his philosophy, I hear the same thing in you. Like, it's one of the reasons you were one of his favorite players because you, you drank the Kool-Aid. Like, you believed the same stuff that he was preaching. But when it comes to your practices, even as out of one side of your mouth, you admit that you did it, that Brady does it, that da-da-da, that's how Parcells did it, he had success with it, you still hate it. Yeah, because Parcells' feet wasn't hurting. <laughs> my feet would have my knees, my ankles, my back, my t- you know, all just, it's hot. Uh, you, you're doing the same thing over and over and over. You're meeting, you're, you're practicing, you're lifting weights, you get an hour nap, you're back practicing, lifting weights, you're meeting again. And before you know it, it's 11 o'clock at night. Then you wake it back up at 6 to do the same thing. It's just like, it's too much. Man, I've, heard, of Navy, I've heard Navy SEALs describe their training, and they intentionally push you to the point of delirium, right? Like these guys don't even know where they are. They're starving. They're, they're thirsty. They, they haven't slept in two days. They've gone through all this stuff. But it actually, there is a benefit to that training, even though it's torture. What was the benefit? I know you've described how hard it was. Was there a benefit to you in oh, what ways? Always a benefit. I was better than the next man mm-hmm. down the line. When we get in the fourth quarter, they couldn't do nothing with me. When I'm in the sixth game and I'm in the fourth quarter, I was the same – I was the same in the fourth quarter as I was in the first. Right. That's the thing. So there is a benefit to it, although it's painful and you don't like it. Have you ever saw white spots, Max? Yeah. You mean like you're about to pass out type white, like, yes. white spots? Yeah. Yeah. Stars. Man. You're seeing stars. Yeah. Is Jay still with us? Yeah, Jay's here. He ain't saying nothing. 
Well, because he, you know, he has to get dressed. He has important things to do after the show. Oh, okay. He's doing second take right now. But so take third take. You 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 got to think that them white spots is gonna come multiple times during training camp, right? Because you're so fatigued, you're so tired, you start to feel it. The mouth starts to water before you give it up. You know, it's just like my head is pounding. And the coaches don't care. Yeah, right. Of course, that's, that's they, the whole point of it. They don't even care. That's the whole point of it, right? The point is to get you to that place. I've you know, seen players fight coaches. I've seen the littlest thing, though, Max, right? It's so tiring and grueling <laughs> that a coach tells a guy, you need to get it, and the guy just loses it. Do you know like what that. Muhammad Ali said? And this is on social media nowadays. But what he used to say when he started counting his, his sit-ups, when it started hurting, hurting. He said, because that's the only time it counts. He started counting mm. the number of sit-ups he did once it started hurting. Nothing until it hurt. How many sit-ups he did in the ice you to tub? Get to where it hurts? Man, that stuff. Ooh, One I'm so glad up. I ain't doing <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Runyon Canyon. You know, I've never, I think I've gone to Runyon Canyon one time in my life. You I'm know what? I'm not a big because I'm not a big. Yeah, Runyon Canyon. Dude. People love to tell you about. You know what I noticed yeah. in L.A. with the uh, with like a uh, women in L.A. What they started to do, and this is like all over the place now. If you say the word else, right? It's E L S E. Else, they put a T in there, so it's else. What? Yeah. Listen to this. They they don't say else. Hey, somewhere else. They say somewhere else. As Someone though else? they mispronounce it intentionally because they think it makes it, it it sounds more uptown or something. I don't know. Just listen to that. In L.A. especially, when the women talk, they'll say, and the girls talk, they say else instead of else. Else? Else never, with a T. I've never heard that, Key. Elsewhere. Is that true? Yeah, man, I, I heard it. Yeah, I probably, now that Max said it, I'll pay attention. I just probably never paid attention. <laughs> Wait, when you hear it, you're going to laugh. Like, elsewhere. Else. There's no T in that word. We, do a, lot of, we do a lot of different stuff out this way. <laughs> yeah. Although, stuff that you just, you, 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 it's mind-boggling, Jay. Although, L.A., the accent is actually very normal. Like, L.A., the, like, L.A. accent sounds to me to be kind of regular English. New York, you can hear Philly, Boston. They have their own unique accents. But L.A. sounds very kind of straightforward to me it's like the video that i sent you jay with the about the girls in school uh-huh all the all the the high schools and all the 
prominent high schools and stuff. Remember that video I sent you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the girl was wrapped in Gucci <laughs> and laying down. They saw you trying to stay low key, but you wrapped in Louis Vuitton and Gucci. And the other one goes, <laughs> the other one, they show the thing where the Bugatti's in the driveway of this big $25 million mansion. And it goes, you don't even know what your parents do for a living, but y'all try Bugatti's. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I feel like New York, like Boston, like the Northeast, like the, the, the West Coast, like, it's slightly different, but like, I'm trying to tell y'all, and I have a house down there, like, and being down there since 1999, South just different, man. South, oh, of course. It's different accent all alone. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you spent, have you ever spent time accent? I spent a little time in the South, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do, do, it took me a minute to understand. I never lived down what there. What my boys but, were saying. Yeah. But, like, once I got it, I got it, but it took me a while to get there. Key. I had cousins you know in North I mean? Carolina, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I played in Florida and played in Carolina, so, you know, I, I kind of was. Trained in Florida, so I was, I was trained, up on it. Trained in Florida, yeah, Flo- a lot of Florida. Yeah, is I was, the I was oh, meeting like, all of it, but a lot. Of when it. I no. played in Tampa, mostly the, all of it. The, but Miami's Riddell not the Dale Anthony and Jacquez Green and company kind of trained me f- to understand what they was talking about. <laughs> I didn't. It didn't take me long. It was like, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> Regional dialects, let's say. Yeah, yeah, but no, Miami. Because so a lot of people, when they think of Florida, they think of Miami. But Miami is, you know, urban, coastal. That's not a lot of. A lot of Florida is the deep. Yeah, I don't south. think. Like, I don't think. Even though they south, I don't think of Miami as a south. No, right. It's different. No. Nah. Yeah. No, I don't think Miami's not. The I don't south. think Miami's the no. south no. at all. But a lot of Florida is. Oh yeah, the majority yeah. of Florida is. Yeah. yeah. But Miami was the deep south many, many years ago, many moons ago, Jay. Yeah. Prior to us, Miami was the deep yeah. south, Yeah, like no, to understand. a whole nother yes. level. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Florida man in the news, there are jokes about that. You know, it's always some crazy stuff, Florida man in the news. There was a meme online where, and I, I forgot who, I want to say it was Chris Long or someone who's real good on Twitter like that, where it was like a, there was a gator floating down the river with a hatchet in the middle of its head. And and the caption was the gator is the Florida man of of the animal kingdom, <laughs> like always some wild stuff going on. So what's this app that they were talking about? Cameo. What is it? So essentially, where you go on Cameo? It's an NFT. It's not so, an NFT. Oh, it's Matt. not. Okay, sorry. Um, and <laughs> an people can book you for services. Essentially, like, hey, leave me, you know, a twenty second message on today is my son's birthday, his favorite. You know, player of all, you're his favorite player of all time. Can you leave a happy birthday message? And you have a price associated, you know, with your messaging, and they pay you a fee, and you send a message. I don't know about that, though. What do you mean? I'm not charging somebody to say happy birthday. So weird. What if that person's in in Australia, and they're a huge Keystone Johnson fan? I have no idea how to get to you. I've always charged people to say happy birthday my whole life. But but I don't need, I don't don't know. But how would I get to you? I have no idea how to get in contact with Keyshawn Johnson. I have no point of reference. I find him on the app. Key, let's say, I would never see let's you. Say, but then that Key. means that I have to take time on my day to say happy birthday. Key, someone approaches you, agent or someone says, look, we've set this business up. Okay. You're going to get 500 bucks every time you say happy birthday. It's going to take you 30 seconds of pop. You're gonna do, I, we think we can get you five, maybe ten of these a day. We're going to set aside you know, ten minutes. You're going to sit down and do this every day. And at the end of the month, you're seeing an extra, I don't know, 50 Gs. Who's not going to do that? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I, I guess the way you put it, but it just seems. <laughs> said, no, that's true. 
It seems cheesy to me. It do, no. no, see, it seems like uh, like uh, like you're a little dirty, right? Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like no. you, you, you're commercializing. Like you, Charlie, oh. hustling somebody. Yeah, or something. No. The thing is that these, the thing is that the people who want you to say happy birthday, they're fans because they love you, and you're charging no, for that love. That you know, I don't want. But they would never yeah. be able to no, get a message them. from you if you yeah. didn't have but, but, access. But I, I don't want to charge somebody right. for loving you. Right, yeah. they, they love you, man. They support you, and you've already they've already paid the tickets and done all this. And if Key is saying like it feels dirty, like you want to take a he shower after the team pays you, they love you. No, they don't. Yeah, love but you. it just feels, Jay. It feels. I understand you're an internet guy and you like all that stuff, but it just feels like I need to get in the bleach after charging somebody five hundred dollars to say happy birthday. May I tell you, who apparently has is down like one hundred fifty grand on their board ape NFT. I saw this this morning online. I don't know if it was from a credible source what, or what not. Is, what is it? You got to explain it. 100%. No so an NFT key is something that Jay has explained to me. It's a non-fungible token. I've never understood this, but apparently yes. someone makes like a digital token, like an artwork or something, <laughs> and supposedly there's, it's one of a kind <laughs> existing in the digital universe, and you pay a lot of money for it. So there was a Bored Ape NFT that Tom Brady bought for a certain price, and according to completely... I don't know if it's a credible source or not. It's just something I read online. He's down a whole bunch of money on one of those Bored Ape NFTs. What do you have to say for your NFTs now, Jay? I'm up 1,000% on mine. I sold Damn. them a while ago. I made a lot what? of money. I did really good. Yeah, you got to get out early on that kind <laughs> of thing. It's when you get in when you get out, Max. Come yeah. on. Got to get in, like when, stock market. Gotta so get in when everyone thinks thing. it's a good idea and get out before they all wake up. <laughs> get out before. But Key's so still rubbing himself down NFT with bleach. money to get that Bentley I was talking about, Jay. I'm not stopping, Key. Jay lives a modest lifestyle. Bentleys like you. Jay lives a modest lifestyle. He is a, he's a hard worker. Person. Thank you, Max. He puts away in his 401k. Every day. And he, he is not extravagant. We're not saying that he has or he doesn't have. He's just, that's all there is to it. Right, Jay? Is that good? <laughs> that's way better, Max. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Max making me out here like I'm the black Meanwhile, Bill Gates. He's gonna fly. Meanwhile, this weekend, he's flying down on his G650 to Miami for preseason game. He'll be back. What's G- Hold on. Key, like I just made a lot of money saying the last what's, thing I said about Jay. Don't worry about G650? it. What's a G650? I have a separate side deal with Jay. What's that? What's that? A G what? 650. 650. What's a G650? Like a G-Wagon? Gulfstream 650, man. Oh, Jay, oh, no Gulfstream. one he got it. Oh, it's private planes. See, I don't know nothing about that. That's your world, Key, not mine. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.